0: Nation. All right, what's going on? Welcome back into the Bus Nation podcast. I'm Tyler Walgie. He is Jared All, As always, joining me to my left. Jared, how are you? A
1: little, little chilly this morning or this afternoon, man. It's uh, uh,
0: kind of got caught off guard by that weather there. Yeah, it's cold. It's snowy in Colorado, it's, believe it's, it or not. It fall. does that from time to time. Yes. Yeah, it's back to that time of the year. <laughs> uh, producer Ryan joining us from his Casa de, uh, Casa de Amore. Ryan, how are you?
2: <laughs> yeah, Casa, Casa Bonita was already taken, so we had to go with something else. Yeah, we got to get your
0: your sound figured out since you're not here. Uh, yeah, Casa Bonita. You've have you guys been to Casa Bonita? Well, it's I been, never have been. What? Really, Ryan? No. I would have yeah. pe- I would have pegged you as a
1: Casa Bonita regular. <laughs> no, never been. Okay, but Ryan, now that the uh, South Park guys own it and they're <laughs> putting millions of dollars into it, you'll be you'll be going now, right?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, I might. Um, I just always heard the food was terrible, so I never saw like any reason to go. Well, you know. But oh, don't go let's face
1: the it. the
0: The football's been terrible, Folsom, and we still go to that.
2: So, <laughs> well, let's go. I mean, come
0: on now. <laughs> that hasn't always been the uh, the standard in these parts, in these parts here. <laughs> Speaking of these parts here, Colorado falls to, oh, God, I even lost count. Is it 1-9? Are the Buffs 1-9 on the season? 1-9. 1-9 uh, overall. 1-6 in Pac-12 play. 55-17 loss on the road against USC. You know what sucks? CU couldn't even cover the 34-point spread. USC, <laughs> the book said, you know what? We're going to spot Colorado 34 points to start this thing off with and see how they do. They, they couldn't even cover that. 55-17 uh, final score. So on today's show, we'll do uh, our, our takeaways from that game. Of course, we'll we'll preview the Washington game as best we can and just kind of talk a little bit about the program. So let's start off with uh, the uh, USC wrap-up. As I said, 55-17. Let's talk some stats. It was 26-3 to going into halftime. I was actually impressed at the end of the first quarter. I know, The, the but Buffs had the
1: lead. The this buffs, is how sick we are, right? It's like you, you allow yourself that moment. You're like, wait, maybe? Maybe they can pull this off? Well, I, I will say this. I will say <laughs> this. My one bet of
0: the game was see you Plus nine and a half first quarter. Beautiful. So, nice. you Beautiful. know, well played. there you go. Well played. We thought the CU would just kind of get off to a decent start, and they did. And they were winning the game after 15 minutes. So that's why you play 60, though. Uh, USC proceeded to outscore CU 53-14 to for the rest of the game. Uh, their quarterback, Caleb Williams, ended the game 14 of 26, 286 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Honestly, not the best numbers for a Heisman contender, and he doubled his interceptions. He only had one pick coming into the game, and he had another one against CU. So if we're finding bright spots, that's got to be one, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you can hold down a a Heisman contender to one of his worst performances of the year, I mean, you got to be happy about that.
0: Yeah. uh, Cole Becker hit a 28-yarder. I got a new nickname for him. I call him Cole Becker the Double Decker. Because he gets Ooh. some <laughs> Yeah, he gets some loft on his
1: on his kicks, kind of like a double decker bus. That's kind of like Dicker the kicker. He was at Texas, now he's in the NFL. Exactly. So you got Cole Becker, double decker.
0: Cole Becker with the double decker. Uh let's see here. So I said uh, Caleb Williams, They're a quarterback decent day. On the ground, really no one's standing out for USC. Uh, their uh, lead running back, Austin Jones, had 11 carries, 74 yards. And look, USC wants to run the football. Like They're very, very effective when they run the football. They only had 185 yards on 41 carries, right? Four and a half per year, uh, per rush. And I know it's not great. <laughs> it's nothing I like to write home about. But still, we're looking for some positives here or there, well below their season average. Didn't go that way through the air, though. Colorado's secondary got exposed, and USC... 20 catches or 20 uh, receptions, depending on how you want to look at it. 346 yards. That's 17 and a half yards a catch, four touchdowns. Yikes. Yeah. So they kind of picked CU apart through the air. did I think really... that's
1: pretty good, 17 yards a catch. Yeah. I mean, not for us.
0: Not <laughs> defensively. It's not good. And four touchdowns through the air. So, look, USC kind of did what they wanted to. It did piss me off at the end of the game that USC scored with 30 seconds to go to get the cover. Right? A lot of times you'll see that in these close games to to cover that point spread. Do you think coaches are aware of that? Uh, I actually do. And I, I thought that that was kind of silly a, a few years ago, but I heard, who was it? I forget who it was, but I heard a coach talking about that uh, in a press conference. He's like, look, the boosters know what the point spread is. Therefore, we should know what the point spread is. And he didn't say outright that they try and cover it, but they're aware of it. They know it. So, yeah, I think, unfortunately... I've never thought
1: about that angle with the boosters, because, I mean,
0: those guys, there's nothing stopping a booster from putting the
1: bet down. Exactly, and the
0: boosters are loud about that. They want to cover the spread. So, yeah, I think that the coaches, unfortunately, know about that and do stuff about it. Uh, In terms of the actual turnover battle, what I think CU actually won the turnover battle for the first time this year. Against uh, or at least against the USC team. Oh no, they didn't. I was wrong. we turned it over twice. USC turned it over once. I can't find anything positive here. <laughs> He's trying, guys. He's yeah, trying. I mean, the total yardage: USC five thirty one, Colorado two forty nine. First downs: USC almost doubling CU twenty seven fourteen. So I mean, this went pretty similar to how we thought it was going to go. You know, CU is huge underdogs on the road. Probably the toughest opponent they're going to play all season long, and they really didn't do a whole lot. You know, well. So I don't have too much else for this game. Uh, Third down efficiency Colorado 3 of 12, USC 9 of 12. Uh, Penalties, pretty similar. CU had 9, USC had 8. Besides that, I don't have much. We don't really have to keep. Dragging on this game,
1: recapping this game. Unless you guys had anything that I didn't go over uh, that you want to add. Offensively, just just good to see uh, Alex Fontenot having a nice day. That was probably the one bright spot for the Buffs, and he's a guy that you know, unfortunately, due to a lot of injuries and inability to stay on the field, has has kind of been surpassed on that depth chart by by several guys over the last couple of years. So good to see him get his chance and make the most of it. Twenty carries, hundred and eight yards, and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I uh, I thought it was cool to see him run the football. Ryan, any thoughts on Alex Fontenot finally getting involved in the uh, backfield in general?
2: Uh, yeah, it, it was great to see him kind of look like the old Fontenot, you know, um, got back out there. He was running hard, um, had some good chunk runs. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, that's, that's definitely inspiring.
0: All right, uh, we can get off that game. See you again, losing on the road to USC 55-17. Before we get to the Washington matchup next week, Colorado for their second road trip in a row – uh interesting art- article here on buffzone.com by Brian Howell Colorado football amid uncertain future buffs interim mike uh, excuse me buffs interim coach mike sanford trying to focus on the present and that's the hardest thing right now because there's so many wandering minds, so many wandering eyes right now within the program. And I think it'd be silly to to not acknowledge the very, very realistic possibility that these players are looking to transfer, looking to go elsewhere. And that's why it's important to see you hire someone immediately. Now, we're not going to recap that. We talked about that last week, but just in terms of where the program is right now, kind of some distractions, you know, maybe never, not everyone's into it 100%. What are your expectations for this week and heading into uh, the game at Washington? I mean... Do you expect a competitive Colorado team? Do you want to see Max effort? I mean, I honestly think that that Mike Sanford's probably gotten everything he can out of this hole. Let's fight for one another, let's fight for the end of the year. you know let's go out there and show everyone what we got. And just to give everyone an idea, CU is 31 point underdogs on the road at Washington. They were 34 point dogs at USC. and the way the market works, I really don't think USC's only three points better than Washington. So this is a downgrade for the Buffs. That's kind of another way to look at it, downgrade for CU.
1: Uh, Jared, where are you at with some of this stuff with where the program is right now? I think when you look at the last two weeks and the way it went, obviously the scores ended up about the same. You know, playing against Oregon, the Buffs lose 49-10. But when you look at statistically the way that that game went, the Buffs actually did some positive things, had some bright spots. Whereas this, this USC game, it, it just seemed like it, Kind of deflated them, and it the, the way that this schedule panned out was not to Mike Sanford's favor. It just kept getting <laughs> ever since yeah. he took over in that spot as head coach, it got harder and harder and harder. And it is really, really hard to motivate a team that is continuously getting blown out. I, I don't care how good you are as a motivator, it is really hard. So that is going to be the challenge. I, I honestly, Tyler, I I don't know. I don't know how much more this team can dig down and keep giving it and keep wanting to give it. I think if there's a coach that we've seen in the last few years for, for CU that can do it, it is Mike Sanford. He has a way to get these players kind of rallied and get going and call me crazy. But I think this might be actually the opportune time to play Washington, coming yeah. off of their <laughs> huge win last week against Oregon. Maybe a little bit of a letdown spot for them. You know, I, I, I'm not saying I'm calling for a Buffs win, but that actually is a time where they may be looking right past the Buffs. That you know, maybe this is your that that if I'm Mike Stanford, that's maybe what I'm spinning in this locker room. That hey, these guys are looking right past you; they can get you.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Jared's correct in the fact that uh Washington definitely could be walking into a little bit of a trap here. um I think for the Buffs specifically though, that they, they need to they need to at least keep it close early. um you even saw going back to last week uh, against SC, you know, you end the first quarter up one and then you start the second quarter, you know, you're still, you still felt like you were in it. You had a chance. They had a couple opportunities. I think they had, I think USC had three different times where they were third and 15 plus and the buffs gave those, um, gave those first downs up. And, you know, if CU even gets one of those, who knows, maybe things kind of turn around. I don't think they win obviously, uh, last week, but it's just one of those things that, uh, is just to keep everybody's momentum up and you know when they when they have these big plays, those big third downs given up, they're just so deflating, and they start well, well, okay. going back to so, bad habits.
0: So I agree with you that that's probably the the approach, and we'll get to the exact approach what it's going to take for C to stay in this game in just a minute. But do you think they can do that? Do you think they they'll be willing and motivated to do that given the state of the program? That there's going to be a new coach, a lot of these players are going to transfer, like everything we talked about. Do you think that there's going to be the focus this week so they can step up on third downs, play well in the first quarter? Do you see that happening?
2: Uh, yeah, I do. I think they have a lot of respect for coach Sanford. Um, I think, um I mean, it was clear when coach Durrell was still here that these guys weren't having any fun. That's the one big thing that I could tell after Mike Sanford took over is he was actually motivating these guys. He was, he was making the game fun again, but it is, you know, when the game happens, right. you do need to keep it close. And I do think that, that he could motivate them enough to at least um come out strong and, and, and you know, play play football the way that's supposed to be played. Well, I mean, that is,
0: I think, something that I agree with. Maybe not the whole thing in terms of these players being at max motivation. You know, I don't know about that, but I do think they like Sanford. I think they like this coach. I think he's relatable. He, he does a good job of, of connecting with these guys. It's just eventually the message is going to get worn out, I believe. But uh, Mike sure. Sanford did say here in a tweet, uh, this is from uh, yesterday. We're actually recording on the 15th. Oh, this is from today. Uh Colorado head coach Mike Sanford said wide receiver uh, wide receiver Daniel Arias and tight end Brady Russell have both been invited to play in the NFL Players Association uh, College Bowl. So, I mean that's pretty cool. Is
1: that only for seniors, do you know? Yes, I believe so. I'm not 100% but most of those all-star type things are only for seniors. Okay, as great. a way to showcase their, their I was going to say wait a minute.
0: Arias is on this. He's yeah. our third yeah. best receiver <laughs> this year on the Buffs, but uh yeah, and then uh, Brady Russell there, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty that's, cool that is cool to news. see,
1: and and it'll be interesting to see kind of uh, their trajectory. You know, as we've kind of come up to the tail end of each of the seasons while we've been doing this podcast for a few years now, uh, we, we start to talk about the, the NFL talent potentially on, on the bus oh, roster. I don't right?
0: know. Maybe. Hopefully there's a couple guys. guys. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that any of these guys are going to hear their name yeah. called this
0: year. Yeah, neither am I, but uh, pretty cool stuff there. Before we do move on, while we're talking about players, and expectations and how well they've done this year. Uh, I mentioned this last week, but it confirms and cements in my opinion that after seeing this last game, JT Shroud is not the quarterback I thought he was in the preseason. I mean, I haven't been that wrong in a long time with evaluating and predicting where quarterbacks or even position players are going to be for CU. And I thought JT would be such an upgrade, such an answer. I mean, Uh, he's not that much of an upgrade from Brendan Lewis. Honestly, you know, I mean, I thought that it was going to be such a massive, uh, tangible difference, but it's not. Uh, and, And and I mean, it's not just the the accuracy or the decision making. And the decision making wasn't great. I mean, throwing the ball out of your end zone when you're not really even pressured that much and you cause a safety for your team. I mean, CU when that happened last game, the Buffs just picked off Caleb Williams, had a little bit of momentum. The very next play. You know, JT's throwing it away from his own end zone, not even under that much pressure. So not getting that great of, you know, the mental execution. But I noticed time and time again, just little things. And look, you can maybe put this on the coaching. I'm not exactly sure. But, you know, uh, getting the balls batted down, You know, not adjusting your arm angle, uh, you know, going through progressions. We're talking simple quarterback stuff here. He's not progressing in. So I was wrong with JT. And if he's still on the roster, which I'm sure he's going to be next year. Uh, you guys know NCAA football, the video game, comes out in July, right? Is that official? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I've heard a lot
1: of things yeah, being discussed about. it. it's coming out in July. July.
0: Okay. It is. Uh, where do you think JT is going to be rated? As a quarterback,
1: ooh, but right? I think if you you hope to be in the sixties, I know. I'm thinking he's going to be like <laughs> high fifties, low sixties.
0: Yeah. I was going, I was going to go sixty-five. Well, I think that's generous. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I think sixty-five wow. for JT is is going to be <laughs> wow. Why do
1: the Buffs got to be at such a low point when, when this come comes back, <laughs> man?
0: So, hey, it only takes a couple years of recruiting, and you can turn that thing around, man. Get me in Are we there. down
2: that, that, that roster from a couple of years ago? With right, Cepho, exactly. Yeah, there? no kidding. <laughs> right down that. <laughs> oh, I'm La- sure LaVisca. that will be there. That will be there, right? In fact, yeah, Visco, I would be surprised to, uh... if
1: they do have some sort of package within that game because, I mean, we got, what, 10 years worth of no, no games.
0: Because I think that it has to start with the NIL players uh, eligible for NIL. Sure. So you can't okay. go retroactively. That's why Reggie's not getting his Heisman back. Because you can't do, uh, undo anything. Give
1: that man his eyes It's so back.
0: stupid, right? Give it back. Reggie. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on, if you want to listen to other Woos Media podcasts, just type in Woos Media, W-O-O-Z-E, media, wherever you listen to this one, or check out woosmedia.com online. A lot of great podcasts, including several college football ones to keep your uh, college football appetite uh, taken care of when the Buffs aren't playing too well. All right, let's move on to next week. See you on the road at the Washington Huskies. And things don't really get easier. You know, early in the season when Washington had a couple losses, you figured maybe this would be a bit of a break in between USC and Utah, but that's not going to be the case. The Huskies are 8-2, and 5-2 and two in conference, and they are putting up points, putting up yards. Just shy of 500 total yards per game, 374 through the air, 125, on the ground. They're giving up about 379, which is uh, way way above average in the Pac-12. And CU, a team that's not gaining 300 yards a game themselves, probably going to have some trouble moving the football on the road to Washington. I mentioned uh, Washington gaining just under 500 yards a game, which is absolutely incredible. Well, Colorado's giving up just under 500 yards a game. So not the best matchup for the Buffs. Let's talk Turkey. And by Turkey, I mean how the Buffs can be successful early in this game. Ryan mentioned it. First quarter is going to have to be the key, right? I mean, obviously, you want to get off to a quick start. Didn't mean much last week, but you're not going to be there in the second and third if you're not there in the first. So I think CU's whole game plan has to be run the football on defense, try and get after Penix Jr. and do everything you can to get first downs, Move the clock, move the football. That's really all the CU buffs have to kind of fall back on this game.
1: Yeah, the the Huskies particularly are... Uh, excelling at passing the ball. They're number one in the Pac-12 in terms of passing yards per game. Uh, well, we just saw what happened last week against a team that passes the ball really well for the Buffs. That is not a good matchup on that end. So I agree with you. Getting after the quarterback, try to minimize the amount of time he has back there to make decisions. Don't let these guys get open. The, you saw that the Buff secondary was a little bit overmatched with, with USC. I think they're going to find similar uh, issues with the Huskies. So If you can get after the quarterback, maybe it's a sack. Maybe it's just forcing him into making decisions quicker than he wants to. That's the best chance for success for the Buffs.
0: I gotta say, I think I think CU's best chance of success is targeting this one. All right, so the, so Washington's uh, receiver number one. I don't know if it's our number one guy overall, but he's number one on his jersey. Rome, or Rome, R-O-M-E. So just Rome or Rome? O'Dunsey. This guy has got more hair coloring in his hair. I mean, he is blonde... <laughs> He, he he is blonder than my sister. It probably has as much hair hair stuff in his hair as well. I mean, my <laughs> gosh, he he looks uh, blonde. So I'm not a huge fan of R- like. But the, that looks
1: like the bleach like your mom did when you were a kid. You know, just yeah, throwing the bleach is, on your this hair. This is
0: Ryan here. I can try and show you on the uh,
2: on the Zoom meeting here. So. In- when you first uh oh yeah when you first uh, started talking about his hair uh, my mind immediately went to takashi 69 in a football helmet <laughs> i'm not really sure
1: who that is I, I, yeah i was like no, I,
0: is that no, a, no. are you making us
1: feel nope. old right
0: now yeah man. he is ryan listens to the, <laughs> For sure. to the music all the the kids listen to these days but yeah he's
2: he's he's got rainbow colored hair okay,
0: okay well i mean hey it's kind of similar here it's like whoa he stands <laughs> out you know and it's funny i mean Look, you go to a high school these days. Half the kids are, you know, blue hair, blonde, or uh, green hair, pink hair. It's a whole thing these days. Maybe it's just like we're out <laughs> of touch. But Rome O'Dunsey, man, I mean, he must spend five hours a week. I bet he spends as much hour as much time in the week practicing football as he does getting that hair dyed.
1: Yeah, well, man. it's <laughs> it's got like some. Intricate braids going on. He's got on the braids. Too, He's got That's, the the beads in I the hair. I don't have the patience for that or the hair.
0: No, me neither. Last time I had beads in my hair when I visited Jamaica. No, <laughs> <laughs> I got some other stories to talk about there too. <laughs> all right, but uh, either way, this is what happens when CU's one and nine playing an eight and two team, and we're not going to go through all the position matchups. We talk about the hair color of the other team.
2: <laughs> um, the train's off the tracks, oh
0: folks. God, the train—it's felt like it was been off the tracks since the bye week this year. I mean, my God, I'm
2: not sure we ever got placed on the tracks to begin. I with. know. That's this probably is, the
0: problem, right? We right? were just a little bit off the track to start with. <laughs> yeah, they, thanks, Darrell. Um, look, guys, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time doing our offensive line against their D-line, our receivers against their secondary. Not that much to break down here. Unfortunately, kind of the theme last few weeks. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I really am not going to go on in depth. This is we talk about the podcast sometimes. Sometimes it's okay to just get the meat and potatoes out there and move on. We don't have to sit and... Force conversation for 45 minutes if, if there's not a lot to talk about with the buffs. So uh, stay tuned if you are a fan of the program. We're assuming you are. As the season wraps up, and as there's, look, there's going to be a ton of news surrounding this program from new coaches to new coaching staffs, uh, transfers in and out like crazy. There's going to be so much to cover with the buffs in the, in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. So stay tuned for that. But as we wrap the season up, this is pretty much what it's going to be, unfortunately. Now, look, see you. Hosts Utah in their final game of the season two days after Thanksgiving, so we'll do a fun Thanksgiving episode. That's next week.
1: Yes. Oh wow. So so I don't know. Hopefully everyone out there started their Thanksgiving shopping because well, do you, you do know. Thanksgiving shopping? It's not like Christmas. Well, like, like, no, what but do you, you got to get if you're if you're hosting if you're doing a dish yeah. you don't want to show up and get the last turkey left, well, man. And they
0: do have a turkey shortage this year. You yeah, guys hear about this? No. Yeah. There's a, there's wow. a, a turkey shortage, so Plus, if you're getting turkey, you got to get. It I quickly. have
1: made the mistake of getting a turkey too late. And it's still frozen. Day uh, yep, that is that's, not a that's good the classic, class. classic That is stressful right to figure out. That. Trying to thaw a turkey in right. two hours—that's
2: not good.
0: <laughs> when that's the case, just go buy a frozen Cornish hen and tell them that you shrunk the turkey, and you're having that this year. But you've got uh, a frozen
2: 12-pound bird, in your are <laughs> saying <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned. Next week we'll be doing a Thanksgiving episode. And you uh, know, no, we'll, no, We'll we'll talk some turkey about the Buffs then. So before we get out of here, let's get some score predictions. Uh, I'll go first. I think the Huskies get a thirty-four to twenty win. I say the Buffs cover the spread,
1: struggle a little bit, and uh, put twenty points on the board. Why not? I'm I'm hoping for a, a a more of a defensive battle for the Buffs. I think that's how they can keep this game close. Uh, I also think they cover the spread on that the 31 point spread. I think the I do really think the Huskies have a letdown game in this. So I'm gonna take the Huskies to win 24 14. Ryan, what do you got for a score here?
2: Uh, well, yeah, I think uh, they're going to need to keep it close. I think the best way to even stay close is to keep the ball out of Washington's offensive uh, offensive hands. And um, so looking for them to run the football well um, and play some defense, uh, try to just grind out that clock. Hopefully it's ugly. Hopefully it's rainy and nasty. Um, and I'm going to go Huskies 30, Buffs
0: Twenty-three. Yeah, in the in the category. Boy, well, that's, that's even close. Oh, right? I like <laughs> it. I know. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. Let's go, Buffs. Upset the world. Shock the nation. Buffs play Washington Friday, 7 o'clock on... Uh, I, I think it's a Pac-12 Network. Am I right there, Jared? It sure is. Oh, good. Okay, at least it's not yeah, no national TV games. like last week. So that's 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, let's go, Buffs be Washington. We'll talk to everyone next week right here on the Buffs Nation podcast.